Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Andre Drummond appears to be set to opt into his contract with the Chicago Bulls, playing another season for the team, even though he wasn't quite used the best last season. We're also we're going to talk about that, plus Darnell Mayberry um, and his comments on DeMar DeRozan potentially being traded this offseason, and we're going to look at Imani Bates as a draft prospect for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. If you choose to do so, you can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But let's go ahead and jump into the content for today. Andre Drummond announced on a podcast that he will be opting into his contract with the Chicago Bulls for next season, saying that he loves playing in Chicago. And this is another thing that points to, while we have some people like Wynton Mahorn, for example, that always ask, like, was anybody going to want to sign here because of Billy Donovan? I think we got to keep in mind, as much as us as fans see the issues with Billy Donovan that we have and place a lot of blame on that, these players typically enjoy playing for Billy Donovan. Of course, there's some issues with him as the, every player is going to bump heads a little bit, and that happens on a lot of teams. But th- more for more times than not, most of what we hear about Billy Donovan is positive coming from players, right? So Andre Drummond opting into his contract, which, A, makes the most sense for him, another $3.3 million a year for Andre Drummond, who maybe would have not gotten that out in the open market again, right? And so while Drum has brought a lot of positivity to the Chicago Bulls, we know that there are some games and times where Drum can get a little out of control and start get doing trying to do a little bit too much guard stuff. But outside of that, right, Drum brings in a skill set that we need, right? We need a backup big for a team that lacks size. And I said it before, one of the worst case scenarios that the Bulls could have went into this offseason is having Andre Drummond opt out and not being able to re-sign Nikola Vucevic. Now, it seems like we're going to be able to bring both big men back. And so... With that said, that just eliminates another worry and concern for the Chicago Bulls, right? You're bringing in Andre Drummond back, what he brings defensively, what he can bring in transition. Hopefully this team can get back to playing a little bit more up-tempo and and play in a style that Andre Drummond feasts in, right? But with that being said, you you don't have to worry about your, your, your center position at all. Once you re-sign Nikola Vucevic, your center position is locked in for next year. You ain't got to worry about nothing with that. The Bulls can start focusing on other things. And that is really the biggest positive in this. We lock in a guy who played pretty well in our system, wasn't always utilized the best, and hopefully we see him utilized a little bit more and better suited to his skill set as well. But now you, that just eliminates another need for a team like the Chicago Bulls that are hurting, not hurting for cash, but we know it's not going to go into the luxury tax, which limit their spending power in free agency. You want to lock in players as much as you can. Andre Drummond, honestly, could have opted out and probably if, if, if Vooch you know, those contract extensions go left, those talks go left, could have gotten even more money out of the Chicago Bulls because at that point, they're, they're going to be hard-pressed to add in any more big-man depth at that point. So, you know, Drummond getting him locked in, $3.3 million, not a terrible deal at all, a good deal for the team, 
And now we have both of our player options in him and Derrick Jones Jr. set to return for the Chicago Bulls. You don't have to worry about that. Now, we'll see what that means going forward, right, for the team and, and how they utilize that, that his, his, his skill set a little bit better. But ultimately, I like Drummond on this team. I like what he brought. I think he's, he's shown that he was better in transition with a point guard that can set him up, get him some alley-oops. There's a little bit of time there where him and Goran Dragic just had great chemistry coming off the bench. Uh, and I think he's going to have to find that with a different player. And I think, you know, if Kobe White ends up coming off the bench as well again next season for the Bulls, Kobe White has shown his approved playmaking ability that him and Drum could possibly build in that chemistry as well. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're getting more signs pointing to exactly what I told you guys. More than likely, this team is running it back next season. It just seems like the logical thing that's happening and what AK is setting up for. And it seems like this team is going to wait until the contracts start coming off the books unless a big trade happens or comes up and they're just going to ride it out that way. Now, one thing that is opposite of that, right, it's against that, is Darnell Mayberry was on NBC, uh, the NBC Sports Chicago's podcast, the Bulls, uh, Bulls Talk podcast, uh, with Tony Gill, and he was talking about the Bulls trading uh, DeMar DeRozan, basically alluding to that they may be more open to it now than ever before. Now, again, some outlets are going to take this and report on it that Darnell Mayberry said, oh, the Bulls are exploring DeMar DeRozan talks. That is not what he said. I would suggest everybody go listen to the podcast and listen to the framework in which he said it in because it's summer. These outlets are looking for headlines. They'll write any goddamn thing from any nugget. But the fact that Darnell Mayberry, somebody who does travel with the team, he's locked into the team, has said that he thinks that it's, it, it's more likely than basically what it ever was before, to me, still doesn't say too much, right? Yeah, it, okay, it's more likely than what it ever was before, so it moved from a 0% to 5%. Technically, that's more likely, right? But I do think that the Bulls, as I've said before, should be listening to all offers, right? And going out and trying to get, like, especially if you're talking about trading into this draft or whatever that could mean for this team, um, you have to explore every option for every player, right? And see what you can get back and see what that looks like. I still think if one is traded, DeMar DeRozan is the most likely candidate, being an expiring contract, being over 34 years old, all those things still maintain true, right? Especially if you have a team that is willing to give up their pick to try to stay contending or, or be relative, and but it's not going to be just DeMar, right? It's, especially with him being an expiring contract. It's not going to be just that. But ultimately, I think AK is going to look at this team. I, I don't think he's going to find a deal that he looks at and says, all right, this is worth sending out DeMar DeRozan, who has in many stretches been our best player statistically at times, especially with DeMar DeRozan. I mean, with Zach Levine being hurt at different periods in the last couple of seasons. I don't think AK is going to make a move just to make one, but I do think that exploring any and all options makes the most sense, right? When you just look at the, the reality of it. If you're trying to improve this team in a drastic way and see if you can get more talent that either changes that shot profile, changes the Bulls' outlook, whatever you think it is, you're going to explore everything. Now, that doesn't mean that something's going to be available, and that's where Bulls fans a lot of times start getting a little anxious, right, is that, if they that a lot of Bulls fans think if you don't make a move, that means you weren't trying. And ultimately, too, like we we you, you can't just make a deal to make a deal, right? Especially if it's a deal that ends up maybe getting you something in the short term but hurting you in the long run, right? The Bulls at this point, I don't think and I don't see this team giving up any future first round picks. I think when you look at how far this team is, right, the fact that they're not close to contending, the fact that they don't have that one transcendent star that's going to push them and that's going to push them to win a playoff series, they got some damn good pieces, but no transcendent player that you look at and say just because they have this player, they're going to they're going to make it to the second round. 
until we get to that point, I don't think AK is going to give up any more first-round picks unless it's in a deal to get a player like that. And because of that, that also limits the Bulls, what they can go out and get in deals. Like, yes, we have the protections on the Portland pick. I, I see that said so many different, so, so wrong in so many different areas. We don't have the Portland pick outright. And because of that, it may make it harder to even move and include that pick because technically that pick could never convey. And while the Portland Trailblazers are trying to get to a place of contending with Dame Lillard, they don't seem like they're on, they have not made moves on that path yet. And because of that, that, that pick in 2029 could eventually become two seconds, and there's not going to be a lot of teams that are willing to bite on that, right, unless they're getting, again, some protections back themselves. And because the Bulls probably aren't going to be looking to move any of their own first-round picks, it's highly unlikely that that, that that type of move is coming even with the protection on the Portland pick. So ultimately, while things are possible, things are moving, and you're going to hear a lot of if ands, woulda, coulda, shoulda, oh, this rumor, this could happen. You're going to hear a lot of that. Between now, the draft, and free, the start of free agency, be prepared. It's rumor central, right? Not this podcast. We're never going to be rumor central. We're Chicago Bulls central. But out in the ether, out on these outlets, out on a lot of publications, it's rumor central. Everything right now is going to be based off speculative pieces. They're going to take any bit of crumb that they can and try to turn that into a headline. So just stay prepared with that. There's a lot of inside the Chicago Bulls type shit going around right now with these publications and how they are um, just turning certain nuggets into headlines. So be, just be prepared. Look out for that. And you guys know you always catch the real here on Chicago Bulls Central. I'm always going to give it to you real and honest. I'm always going to say, hey, this is what this was said. And it's not quite what's what's out there in the ether right now. So be tuned in for that. But OK. Enough of experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill that we started yesterday going over draft prospects that could be there in the low end of the first round if the Bulls do trade with Portland for their number 23 New York Knicks pick and overall if they can trade later into the first round in general there are a lot of teams with multiple picks some more likely to give up their their multiple pick or their their second pick in a draft or not um but we're, we're going through that and so one of the guys that I hear stuff about every single damn day is Amani Bates so I'm going to do this one Get it out the way. It wasn't one that I had planned to do this early because I don't think that it's likely, but we're, we'll talk about Amani Bates today. So Amani Bates has a draft target for the Chicago Bulls. Now, one of the reasons, the first thing that I think we need to start off with when it comes to Amani Bates 
is why he's dropping. Well, you know what? No, let's let's start off at the raw stats, right? Amani Bates, 6'10", 190-pound, shooting guard slash small forward. Small frame, very thin. He's 19 and a half years old, one of the youngest players in this draft, to be uh, to, to be frank. And his skill set, scoring. He is a raw scorer, much like Julian Strother, who we took covered yesterday. This dude can flat out score the basketball. He can create for himself in, in a lot of different ways, off the dribble, off ball, coming down off screens, right? A good isolation player as well, and a player that in isolation also because of his ability to shoot the three and not really, he's not a huge athletic player, but he has that quick first step, can get to the rim, right? He can create scoring out of nothing, and that's one of the special things for him. And when he gets into a scoring flow, you watch out because he, he doesn't usually stop, right? He doesn't score out of the triple threat a lot, which is cool. There's not a lot of players that do that now in the in the NBA anyway. Um, but he has struggles defensively. And so at times, because he knows that he struggles defensively, um, he, he, can, he can try to make sure he jacks up the shot quick to go back and set up. But again, with that small frame, the defensive limitations there make sense. But he has one of those things too as well, one of the negatives. He's a Kobe White type player in the sense that he has a negative wingspan. His wingspan is not taller than his height, which is common for players. And we know with AK, he likes his players with having the ridiculous wingspans to their height ratio. So he does not have that, right? And so with that said, he can score. He can get to the rim. He can mid, He can shoot in the mid-range. He can pull up from the NBA three-point range. This dude is a true three-level scorer. And he has a floating game, a floater to go with his uh, driving ability that makes him even more dangerous. He can hit shots off the step back, right? He, he has... A, a a nice handle on that dribble as well. And you may hear this and say, all right, if he can do all this, if he can be a three-level scorer, he's not afraid to shoot, he can dribble well, he's an okay facilitator, that's a kind of weak part of his game as well, why would he be dropping this far in the draft where we're talking about him as possibly a lower first round to even a second round pick? And the fact of the matter is, he just hasn't played a lot of basketball. 48 games in total did he play at the collegiate level. And yes, he started, he was 17 years old when he started his college basketball journey. So he's a lot younger than a lot of the competition there and stood up pretty well in that. But at the end of the day, right, is that the defensive limitations with him, the character concerns with him as well, right? There, there are tons of character concerns there that you have to seriously look at. Um, he's had issues. He's transferred to the school. He's had some injury issues on top of that. But then also he was arrested for carrying a concealed weapon and the ID marks of that weapon were altered. That's a major major thing uh, and could be a felony in some states, uh, more than likely not the state that he was in since he didn't face anything. But Amani Bates brings a NBA ready-made scoring ability, it appears to be, right? And even some of the comps for him, if you look out, there, there are some of these experts that are comparing him to Reggie Miller. But when you look at the, the, way, the reason why he's falling, it's because he's played, he played in a weak conference. And so while he's had a lot of things to go through, pretty much primarily through his whole career, he's always been the best player. And because of that, he doesn't always play the best team basketball. And that is another concern for him as well, right? His ability to get stronger, you look at that frame, there are some doubts around how, how much stronger and how much weight he can add to that frame. But ultimately, the biggest concerns around Imani Bates comes to character, it comes to a small sample size, and it also comes down to the fact that even, when, even as good as he's looked, it hasn't been a against the best and top-level competition, and that is another reason why you may look at, at the, the skill level that he's shown so far and have some doubts around that. And those things are, are the reason why Imani Bates is slated in some mocks to go late into the second. 
And ultimately, the Chicago Bulls, if they're able to trade into that number 23 pick, you have to ask yourself the question, is that too far of a reach on a player that has that many concerns around them, whereas you have some players that were in some better and and big and deeper conferences that maybe, yeah, didn't show the scoring ability, but maybe better defensively, may, may, may have a higher ceiling because you can see the competition they played against. Amani Bates is a hell of a prospect, and so, an NBA team is absolutely going to take a chance on Amani Bates. Initially coming into this, there were some thoughts of, is he even going to be drafted? I think he's going to be drafted. He shined at the draft combine. All it's going to take is a team willing to bet on him and think that their culture is enough and maybe those character concerns are just chalk him up to him being young and he's going to develop pretty nicely. The biggest question is, does AK and Eversley look at that and say, this is a player that we want to bring into this culture that we're building. This is a player that we want to take this chance on. Considering the Bulls don't have, like they've given up so many draft picks, they may want to go on a guy that has a super extremely high ceiling. And the floor, it really depends on how you look at it. Imani Bates, could be a pick for the Chicago Bulls. And much like I said with Julian Strother, can come in and almost immediately be one of the best three-point shooters on the team. The biggest question is, do they play him, right? Does AK actually Dale and Terry him and have him go down to the G League for a year, half a season to kind of work on some things, maybe add some muscle to that body? Amani Bates is a solid prospect. It's just not one that I think that the Bulls are going to go because of the character concerns and because of those other things that I mentioned. But hey, I've been wrong on that before. Let me know what you guys think on Imani Bates as a prospect for the Chicago Bulls. Now, one last topic before we go, and I'm just talking about this because I've seen this, this player's name mentioned a lot by fans in a lot of articles, and even the most recent one was one that said that it listed the Bulls as one of the best des possible destinations for Malik Beasley. And in that, they talked about his three-point shooting. Malik Beasley, a career 37% three-point shooter, which brings in a, a talent level and a skill that we need on the Chicago Bulls team, right? But he has a $16.5 million uh, team option left on his deal that the Lakers are all but certain to opt out of. The biggest question with that is, as the Bulls go through things, right? We know we need to add shooting. He's, he, he can play a point guard or, or shooting guard, maybe some small ball. Um, small forward as well with Billy Donovan, Malik Beasley being 6'4", he may be our power forward, right? You just never know. But Malik Beasley as a prospect for the Bulls, I'm not necessarily against. My biggest thing with Malik Beasley when I look at him, his talent level and his skill level and the age, 26 years old, is that what is the contract going to look like? What is he going to be willing to take, right? Keep in mind, the Bulls are probably more than likely going to have less than $10 million to add to this team. And now that we've locked, we know Andre Drummond's going to be back. We expect to lock in Nikola Vucevic. If Kobe White does resign with his team and moves into the starting lineup, I can absolutely see a role for Malik Beasley on the Bulls bench, right? And that's the question that you have to ask yourself, is what he brings in that talent level and that skill level, pairing him with Caruso, uh, Io DeSumo as guards off the bench for the Chicago Bulls, he brings a, a skill set that they don't have, and that is shooting, right? Can you get away with that? The biggest thing that I look at also that I ask in a situation like this, the positions in which you would play Malik Beasley is kind of where I would like to see Daylon Terry get some minutes at. And while, yes, Daylon Terry's not shown anything at the NBA level that Malik Beasley has yet, I still want him to get those development reps in Daylon Terry and get an opportunity to see that. But depending on the money, Malik Beasley may not be a bad option for the Chicago Bulls. Let me know what you guys think of one. Not one that I think is likely or I think is the perfect scenario, but one that may be interested in exploring at some point this offseason if he does not find a bigger deal elsewhere. Let me know what you guys think on that. That's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback 
questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.